You're listening to a Sales Culture Toddcast with Todd Cohen. Hi, everyone. It's Todd Cohen, and I am excited to have a really cool guy on uh, the show today. This is something that I have actually had a, lot, had a lot of interest in for a long time. It's this topic of animation. Now, my guest today is the awesome John Schnall. Say hi to John. Hello. John, tell us what you do. Well, I explain what you do using animation. I make, I make animated explainer videos, music videos, corporate videos, anything that needs explaining, I can explain. So this is really interesting to me. So, you know, you know, you and I met in my sales culture workshop uh, last June. And as you can appreciate, and I guess as all of your clients can appreciate, I'm always looking for new ways to demonstrate, share, convey, and I think communicate my message of everyone's in sales, building a sales culture, everyone, you know, all the time impacts the customer's decision to say yes, so forth and so on. And, you know, traditionally, the way I've always done that is through writing and keynote speaking and training. And you are the animation guy. And I got to tell you, I'm really intrigued by this. And I've been looking uh, at, you know, animation with a new sort of eye over the last year since you and I have been talking. And I know we're getting ready to do a, a project here eventually. So let's start with why animation, what's different about it. And why should people who are looking to sell, sell themselves, sell their products, sell their service, why animation, John? I mean, talk to me about this because I got to tell you, I don't think that most people, at least uh, in my very perhaps small insular world, most people would actually think of turning to animation. So talk to us. Well... I would say the old cliche is true. A picture is worth a thousand words and a video is worth a thousand pictures. I love you that. I love convey, that. That's awesome. Isn't it? It's, it's just true. You can convey so much information visually in a way where people get hooked and, and really get it. Um, there, the, um, the average new product takes a certain amount of explaining. People don't automatically know what you do or why they should care. And a lot of people have found animation is a really good tool to get people both to understand it, especially if it's a little bit complex or new or innovative or different, and also emotionally get it. What, what, what does this mean to me? Right. That, uh, that's something you can really get across pretty well on animation. So, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit further. Um, so I, I actually just came back from a European vacation and, um, and I was doing some speaking in London and the airline that I flew actually had an animated safety video. You know how when you get on an airplane and there's all these, you know, they, they have the video, if you're lucky they have a video and it's, it's, they're usually awful, right? This one was completely animated. It was an animated Legos video. I thought it was hysterical. And I have to tell you, John, for the first time in, I don't even know how many tens of thousands of billions and zillions of flying miles, I actually paid attention to that safety video. Tell me why that grabbed my attention as opposed to sort of the, the routine, I'm sorry to say it, domestic junk that I see on our, on our domestic airlines. 
It is so true. And in fact, Virgin Airlines, I believe, was the first to do a really wonderful animated video filled with little subtle humor. And they noticed that people who were paying no attention to their safety videos were not just paying attention, but actually going home, looking for it online and watching it again. How does that happen? <laughs> that's amazing. It so. is truly amazing. And I think that set the new bar for this sort of video where there's uh, there are actually now these very, there's a lot of competition. It's a very high priced industry making videos for airlines that people will pay attention to because they have to give the safety information. And it used to be something people would not care about fiddle on their phones during. They had to find ways to get people to get this information, not just get it, but want to see it. And right. animation right. is just a powerful tool because instead of seeing something you've seen before, you're seeing Legos come to life. What does that have to do with airlines? Nothing, but it's intriguing. It makes yeah. you want to watch. Yeah, yeah. What is it about animation that grabs people's attention? Is it sort of like that inner child in us that remembers the cartoons we love to watch as a kid? Is it that animation is sort of just innately happy? Uh, what is it about animation, John, that helps people, you know, uh, you, you know, clue in, um, you know, pay closer attention? I think both those things are definitely true. We grew up watching animation and we remember that. There is something happy about animation, but another thing is you can really draw or use a computer to create anything. And if you're targeted on getting a message across, and you have unlimited ability to create worlds, it's a very helpful tool to uh, just get the point across. And there, there's something so simple about a simple cartoon character who gets it that we empathize. And we okay. try to understand too. So, so, here's, so let me see if I can dig a little deeper here, John. Um, from, from a learning perspective, why does animation make a bigger impact in terms of communication? Well, now a bigger impact than what? Because there's different levels. There's video of uh, a live action video. There's text on screen. There's many different levels of doing things. And as I'm sure you've seen, when you do a video, you get a lot more attention than when you present a white paper. People right. are fascinated Absolutely. by other people. They, they go, they hone in on it. Absolutely. Well, once you make it, when you add the element of animation, it doesn't look like everything we've seen before. I mean, animation encompasses so many different styles. You could come up with something that's completely different and just grabs the attention as what's this. And then animation has the ability to let you make things very simple and clear. You can, you can communicate a point in the most clear way. If you're talking about a new product, you can go inside and see what's happening inside. And it might not be literally what's happening, it might be a metaphor for what's happening inside. That's the kind of thing you can only do in animation. Okay, so this is really to the point then. Uh, talk, to, talk about, uh, excuse me, John, talk about what you just said about it being a metaphor. That's actually really, really, really intriguing, I think, to myself and the audience. I mean, why is a metaphor such an effective selling communication method, tool? Well, right now I'm working on a project uh, about a certain antivirus device. And the idea is, well, we can talk about how it cleans your computer and that's all well and good, but what if it 
literally cleans. And they came up with a very fun metaphor for that, that just like people will get, uh, oh, my computer is filled up with gunk a lot better than they'll get. You've got viruses and malware on your computer. It just feels right. Yeah. So the right metaphor can take your message and just make it clear, concise, and emotionally effective. And this actually would help people sell, right? I mean, at the end of the day, look, as, as you know, I always preach, everything is sales. Every conversation is a selling moment. And I guess I could ex start extending this by saying every visual image leaves, that, leaves a selling image as well. Is that a fair statement? It is absolutely a fair statement. In fact, it's not the first video I'm doing for these folks because their first video was so successful because people got the product. Um, I also started working on a project just yesterday where one photograph completely clarified to me the whole scope of the series they wanted to, they are doing that um, in a way that would take hours of explaining to really get across. Right. Um, it, the, an image is an incredibly powerful thing. Right. So, John, so, so let's just say somebody wants to engage you. And, and, you know, I've been intermittently putting up your contact information so that people who are listening to my Toddcast can do what I've done and reach out and talk to you about making them awesome. And if somebody wants to engage you, what does the process look like? I mean, you just, it's not like I say to you, hey, you know, everyone's in sales and two days later you've got a cool three, five, ten, whatever minute animation. I would imagine there's got to be a fairly cerebral, complex process that you, or maybe not complex, uh, that you go through. Talk to us, talk to me about that. Absolutely. There is a process and I've tried to make it as streamlined as possible. I've been doing this for a long time and I try to take every step and make it as streamlined and logical and client-friendly as possible. Uh, what we do is first we talk about the message, what needs to get across, and then I work on a script with visuals. So in addition to hearing what we'll be hearing, there's a, a column on the script that describes what we'll be seeing. And then just like any document, we go back and forth until it makes as much sense as as honed as possible. But then the most, the more creative stage starts of uh, animatic, which is a real rough draft of the video. Very crude images and my voice instead of a professional narrator, just to read what's in the script and show how it's illustrated. And there we can really start seeing how the images are working, decide what's the most important, what's working, what's not working, what needs to be more engaging, funnier, or... Um, or just more clear. Um, once that's done, um, I also do designs to show what the actual pictures will look like, since as I said, the animatic is very rough. And then I go through my process of recording the narrator, doing the animation, doing music and sound effects that just fill the whole thing out. And then we review that, fine tune is needed. I find with the various stages before it, we often need very little fine tuning at that point, but if we do, we do it. And you've got a video in roughly one month. And most likely, instead of that three to 10 minutes, it would be more along the lines of one to two minutes because you want to keep audience attention. And after 90 seconds, they really start dropping off. Well, you, you, you actually took the next question right out of my mouth. At what point <laughs> do people start to you know, fuzz out, tune out? You know, in my keynotes, as you've heard me say, uh, when someone asks you the question, what do you do? You have you know, literally seven to 10 seconds 
to, to say something, your value proposition that grabs their attention. And I mean, you can't use your title. So in your world, it's a little more than seven to 10 seconds. And you're saying it's about 90 seconds and then people drop off. Yes. And in fact, whenever possible, we try to keep it to 60 seconds because um, whenever you're on YouTube and you're watching a video, you notice your eyes start going to that sidebar uh, as soon as 30 seconds or so after you start watching. And then you really start thinking, oh, what am I going to watch now? A minute to a minute and a half later, unless the video is just completely engaging you. And while we certainly do our best to completely engage, we have to constantly compete with that sidebar of other things people can watch. It, it's really frustrating, isn't it? I guess as an animator and somebody who is an expert at communication like you are, John, you are constantly being challenged to, in a sense, make sure people don't look at that sidebar too quickly. I mean, your whole, your whole thing is about maintaining and keeping attention. Isn't that right? It is definitely true. It's, um, it, it, it's what we strive for and why we keep ch the scenes need to keep changing and you need to keep, keep redirecting the audience to, hey, this is important, people. Yeah. So, John, where did you learn all this? How, how, you just don't wake up. I don't think people wake up and say, hey, I'm going to be an animator. I, I don't know. Maybe they do. I, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't strike me as something that somebody, you know, I, I, I would think people kind of fall into this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I would say there are people these days who are waking up and saying, hey, I want to be an animator. And I see an awful lot of them uh, come and go. But well, I actually, um, back when I was in, in high school, back in the 1700s. Uh, ah, now we're, now we're getting back to the, to the truth story here. Oh, yes. I started studying animation when I was back in high school. And... In fact, if we want to go back further, in fourth grade, my teacher brought in clear strips of film and markers, and we drew on the film, and then they projected it, and I thought it was really interesting, and I had so many questions. When I see cartoons, why don't the backgrounds jump all over the place like our, our little video did? Things like that. And yeah. so I, I was interested in a very young age at this whole, what is, what is a cartoon? How is animation done? And then in high school, I actually started studying how it's done. And just found it fascinating, then went to college and spent a few years really, really studying and working. I, I, I would draw on my second film actually had about 4,500 drawings in it. Things oh, were goodness. in those days. You can now get by with a lot less. But um, in the process, I basically learned how to draw and then just kept going and got more involved with commercial work by animating on commercials in um, New York animation in, in, oh, I think now we're in the Jurassic age. That's not a little more recent, but um, <laughs> then eventually things started moving more toward computer. I was one of the last people I know to get a computer, but uh, started learning how to do what I do using, you know, more modern techniques. And actually what I do now is I still draw on paper but then I scan and complete the videos in the computer. And I find that really gives a unique look 
sort of a best of both worlds approach. Yeah, it's interesting to me. I mean, this whole thing is just so fascinating to me, John, because I think we live, you know, in such a time right now where everything is so technology driven that, you know, and you see movies are completely animated and there's just animation is everywhere, right? I mean, you can't not go through a day and not see multiple examples of animation communicating and selling messages all the time. And how has technology, John, really impacted the ability to animate and accelerate your ability or the, and the animator's ability to communicate a critical, difficult message? How has technology changed this process? Well, it's, it's really been a double-edged sword from my point of view because on the one hand, what used to take me a year to two years of constant work, I can now produce something similar in, oh, a tiny fraction of the time. And on the other hand, now everyone who takes an animation course thinks they're an animator. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and there is a certain amount of study and knowledge that one should try to have if you want to be able to do this and not make something that looks like everything else. Because once again, with the, one of the draws of animation is, wow, I've never seen anything quite like this. And if you're starting to do something that looks like everything else, everyone else is doing, mm, the draw stops, starts going away and you can't really communicate your message. Okay, so that brings me to, I think was sort of my last, we'll call it formal question. Then I wanna give you an opportunity to, to you know, pitch yourself. And I, and I have one last question, which is, you know, is animation becoming commoditized? I look at a guy like you, and this is your art form. Man, you are a communication expert, and this is your venue. This is your art form. Periodically, I get emails saying, oh, three-minute animation, literally for almost nothing, John. And by the way, those make me very suspect because, you know, I also know that you get what you pay for. So has animation become commoditized and what sets you specifically John Schnall apart animation has definitely become commoditized and um, I have to I have to agree with your point that what you get what you pay for imagine if you're at a business meeting you're talking to a client you hand them your card and it's scrawled on a ripped out piece of notebook paper and crayon <laughs> yeah right you're not likely to make the impression you want to make. Nope. And yet you are representing your product or your company through the cheapest possible means and going, look what a good deal I got. And you wonder why no one contacts you. Right. It's, um, there, there is this sort of uh, cliched form of animation with a hand drawing. And we, if we follow what the hand is drawing and it tells the story, it can be in a, a very effective technique, but it's usually not because everyone's watching the hand drawing. There are so many mistakes that can be made in animation that, um, that you kind of want to think about your message and not the animators. The animators should be virtually invisible. It should be all about your message. But when you're hiring someone who's just doing a cookie cutter animation approach, they're fitting you into a template. Right. How can you really express you? 
Well, that's exactly, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me, John. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's, it's not, it's, it's not just about the technical end of it. Like I, I don't really care how you do the animation. I care that you and I build a relationship and you genuinely understand my message. You know, you've been through my workshop. You, you, you understand my whole sales culture. Everyone's in sales mojo. You've been there. You get it. You know, I know that you and I are going to be doing an animation at one point in the future. Candidly, I don't care about the technology. I mean, I do because I'm, I'm kind of a nerd that way, but I don't, I'm not going to stand over your shoulder. I care that you can convey the message. And that to me is what sets you apart, right? I mean, that to me is, is what I'm paying for is your, is the cerebral side of you to really embrace what I'm doing. And I trust that you'll get me there. I, I see that to me is worth paying a lot more. That to me is worth, uh, what are your fees, which, you know, you're, you're not inexpensive, John, and nor should you be. And I'm, I'm, you know, I don't think that cheap is better. I think any logical person would agree with that. Yes. If you're going to take the trouble to make a video and you're just looking for ways to save money, you're sort of stabbing your message in the back right there. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Perfect sense. Okay. John, how do we engage you? Talk to us. Well, uh, visit my website, and I will spell it out for you. But uh, the easiest way, if you don't have it in front of you, like we do right now, is well, we do right now, yes. But if you search on Schnality in Google, there are not a lot of Schnalities out there. That's <laughs> I S can't think of one. <laughs> I can think of exactly one. That is S C H N A L L I T Y. And look for Quality Schnality. It's quality-schnality.com. You can see my explainer video, which tells you how I express what I do. Um, you can see explainer videos I've made for other clients. And you can click on the link to contact me. That is how you get it. Well, John, this has been great, and you've been a great guest, and I got to tell you, I, I continue to be fascinated by this, and I want to say something you know, to my audience out there. Look, you know that I am all about selling, uh, sales culture. Every interaction is a selling moment, and I can't think of a, a cooler way, in addition to everything else that we have at our disposal, to move and communicate your message. Look, everything we do is a selling moment everything has a selling component to it and animation just seems to be to me such a unique and frankly not overdone way yet to help you communicate and differentiate and frankly differentiation is is the key today i mean john do you agree with that oh absolutely absolutely you have to stand out yeah and i and i don't, and and i think everybody is looking for that holy grail how do we stand out so ladies and gentlemen if you're looking to do something different make sure you reach out to my friend john schnall at quality schnality and it's on the screen i've been flashing it uh, up and you know back and forth as we've gone through this podcast and uh, john thank you very 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 much you're awesome i hope that uh, you you have uh, many happy hours of animation uh, left in you well, thank you so much, Mr. Toddcast. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm Todd Cohen, and this is Tuesday's Toddcast with Todd. It's all about building a sales culture. Everyone's in sales, and I hope to see you, hear from you on my next Toddcast, which will be on, well, a Tuesday. Take care, everybody, and good selling. 
To hear more exciting Toddcasts or to book Todd live for your event, please visit toddcohen.com slash book dash Todd. That's toddcohen.com slash book dash Todd. Or call 866-515-9445.